Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawarder, presented as always by our good friends at VolleyballMag.com. We've now reached the end of the AVP regular season. So now it's technically on a postseason? I did it. I made it through season. <laughs> you made it. A whole season. Yeah, Three so weeks. We, we had Try. You finished on a strong note with a fifth, which is awesome. And then we have Katie Spieler, who also finished on a strong note. So congrats to you and Carissa on an Thanks. awesome season. Yeah, it was a super fun season yeah, with You guys her. started out with a great note with a third, ended strong in Chicago. So have you, like, you got back, what, last night? Yeah. So I probably fun. haven't had the time to reflect on the year yet. Yeah, no, I mean, I think throughout the year, it's been just great learning with Carissa and getting better. I mean, each tournament, you unless you win, you end on a loss. So there's always that, and there's so much that I want to work on and get better. But yeah, it was a great season. Yeah. And what are some of those things that you do want to work on and get better? Um, I think there's certain types of teams we play that we have trouble beating right now. Um, so just finding ways against maybe like bigger blockers or people who are really good at pulling. Yeah. Um, so just little things like that. Right. What are um, some teams that did give you some trouble? Because in in Chicago, you know, you had a bigger blocker with Caitlin Ledoux and Nicole Brenner, yeah. and you guys handled them really well. Yeah. So what are some of the other teams that gave you guys a little trouble this year? Um, we had a couple close battles with Amanda and Irene this year okay. and we lost a lot in the third. Um, so I think maybe teams that are a both pretty big and can hammer, but also really scrappy on defense. So Irene can pick up anything mm -hmm. and then she's going to go for it offensively. Um, so we have a little bit of trouble with teams like that, that, and then we also this year have struggled a little bit against two smalls playing against that because that's kind of our game right, right. so obviously try and find trying to find ways to put the ball away against people who know how to play your style is a bit tough um we definitely have a lot of success against people who don't want to move around and right. don't want to get sandy um because that plays into our game we just kind of shoot the ball wherever whoops but um yeah so that's a little synopsis of how to beat us. Just <laughs> little intel. What's like, because you guys, you you and Chris are were by far my favorite women's team to watch throughout the year because oh, like you, said, you. you just like, you just find ways. Mm -hmm. And all of your rallies, like an average rally for you guys is like a minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. cut, shot, dig, cut, shot, dig, line, yeah. peel, dig. And then Carissa ends up with like a lefty <laughs> jump bump over right. her head that somehow it hits the tape. Yeah. <laughs> Great synopsis. Yeah. I think one thing this off season we're going to work on is ending rallies a little earlier. But yeah, we like to have fun, get as many reps as possible. And so... Yeah, but I feel like a lot of times, even though some of the rallies might take a while and you might not win all of them, that mm -hmm. you guys, I think your your guys' percentage of matches that went to three sets was one of the higher ones. But by the time you mm -hmm. get teams to three, everybody else is so worn out that you guys like won almost all your three setters or a mm -hmm. lot of them. Yeah, that's a good point. I think, you know, for us, it's always like, let's close it out right now, urgency. Yeah. But I do think that our style of play, we can prolong games and continue to stay at a pretty high level, even when fatigue sets in. So do you guys train um, with that in mind? Kind of that that you want to go deeper with teams and, and be in those grinding battles and making them work harder? Yeah, I mean, I think throughout both of our careers, we have been smaller players mm -hmm. from the beginning. So I think we, I mean, I definitely see that as somewhere, a spot in my game where I have to be super strong. Right. So I always want to be like in the best shape possible because I have to have that as a strength. If I'm getting fatigued early right. yeah. and I'm not like already over the net, then I'm going to have trouble. So right. yeah, definitely. I like it. And what is, what is the Katie Spieler workout routine? Because I've never seen you tired. <laughs> really? <laughs> you and Dick Lucena are two people who I've never seen tired that do more work than pretty much everybody else on a volleyball court. Um, well, Nick I... has a giant block, at least. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you look at Trevor, you guys have one long rally, and like he need, Brannigan's going to run an yeah. oxygen tank to him. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, neither of us were in, uh, training to play D. <laughs> Um, well, I come from a really active family, so we're always wanting to work out. Like if we have a free fun day, it's like constant workouts. 
Um, so I think that's just like instilled in me, but I do train at, um, P3 in Santa Barbara, which has been super helpful. Um, I think before, like in my college career, I was kind of training like super hard, but not very explosively. Um, and for me as a smaller player, I really needed to find that explosiveness and not just do a ton of endurance training. So P3 has been huge for me. Um, so whenever I'm up in Santa Barbara, I'm in the gym there. And then here I just get in the USA gym like two to three times a week and then practice every day and I'll maybe go out and do some sand conditioning. But yeah, one of the things I enjoy in the off season is just doing a lot of cross training too. So I'll do like ocean swims and stuff like that. But I've seen on your Instagram that your mission is to get in the water every day. Yeah. You still keeping that up? Yeah, I, I try I try to keep it up. That's one of the things that no matter when you win or lose, it just feels way better to get in the water and or just cool off after practice. Yeah. So. And the Pacific is finally cooling off too. Yes. It's like finally getting into like ice bath territory again, which yes. is nice. Is it? it was yes. on there for a while. My family uh, went to Catalina and it was 78 <gasps> degrees Whoa. at Catalina Island. It's like the Golf. That's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> but I it like is cooling chili. off. Yeah, yeah, I do too. When I jumped into Lake Michigan that we were playing yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that was perfect temperature. That was. Perfect yeah. post-match it was temperature. so nice. Like what, yeah. 60. I'd say 68. 68. Yeah. Okay. It was nice and chilly. I don't know my water temperatures. 62 would be like, ooh, really cold, I think. 68, yeah. That's one of those where you jump in and like it kind of like takes your breath away. You feel it in your chest. Yeah. But I forgot that it was fresh water. Like I did wonder and then like I got up and like, you know, you can taste the salt (laughs) in the ocean. I was like, oh, this is different. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you you don't float as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely noticed that kind of stuff when you're in the ocean like every day yeah it was fun though i loved chicago that was my first time there yeah and it was, it's uh, my favorite stop that backdrop that's what a lot of players say too mm. i feel like everyone's like automatic reaction is manhattan so no one mm. actually ever says like their favorite stop <laughs> is manhattan but i feel like like chicago was the first thing that zon said it took him like mm. two seconds and he said chicago mm-hmm. first and then manhattan's the best like playing atmosphere i want to say and mm. like when you get in the stadium like it's it's the best vibe in that sense. I think Chicago is the most like well rounded, where you have yeah you have the lake, you have the city, mm-hmm. the fans are there, everyone's pumped up. It's a big tournament. Uh, it just has a little bit of everything. Yeah, and it's yeah. natural sand too. It's nice sand. In the city. I, I like yeah. that. It's great. Except for like, the, there's a few rocks out there this time around. I did pull yeah. a nail out of my heel. Oh, in the qualifier. What? Yeah, out of heel. Out of my heel. Yeah, I stepped on it when our second match of the day and I thought it was like a seashell or something that, oh. and I looked at my heel and there's like a nail like oh halfway in there. Oh my gosh. The ref was like, when's the last time you had a tennis shot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, was, I was just going to say that. I don't know, like middle school? Jeez. <laughs> it's been a minute. Wow. Yeah. That's something we deal with people. <laughs> <laughs> Beach volleyball problem. I've seen some crazy stuff pulled out of the sand. There was, in Brazil, there was like these, there was like a bunch of chicken wings. But like broken, <laughs> it was actually dangerous. Yeah, because it was a uh, carnival before we went there. Okay, and like people were grinding chicken wings apparently, so we kept pulling out chicken <laughs> bones from the court. But they were like snapped, and like you know, chicken get yeah. bones get yeah. all like, like splintery. Really sharp. Splintery, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was sketchy. And then Jeez. you got like all those champagne. Everyone's popping champagne, yeah. so like the mm. the, the metal twist wiring. off yeah. wiring. Mm. Wow. Yeah, Norsecas, those are sketchy. Yeah. We found a knife in the co- in the court once, <laughs> like a six-inch blade. Jeez. Yeah, the Canadians were playing, and they're mid-rally. He, like, kicks something up and, like, keeps playing and then looks back, and the knife's, like, pointing up out of, <laughs> yeah. a, out of the sand. <laughs> Super Jeez. sketchy. Holy cow. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to do, Fil- the, like, filter out all the sand before the event? Yeah. yeah, I mean they could till it or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there could be ways. I guess they could. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but that was in Brazil. Now, have you thought about doing any international stuff? Yeah, um, Chris and I last year did a few Norsecas, so we got to play in Cuba and Jamaica, which was super fun. Um, so I always love to play as many tournaments as possible. I think. 
right now going to like a one or a two star isn't like high up on my list just because yeah. it is a ton of money and I wanted to be able to play for as long as possible. So I'm trying to do it pretty logically. Right. Um, and I want to do that at a time where I'm like, okay, I can go win that event um, and make it work out financially as well. So I love the Norsecas and I'd love to play internationally in the future, but just kind of taking it one tournament at a time. Yeah. Now, are you and Carissa playing in the qualifier on Wednesday? We are. Nice. Yeah. yeah. From, it won't be as loaded as the, this last one, right? No, it's not, yeah. It's not there's, like a triple Olympic Yes, point. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of good teams, but it's not like second round is Olympic medalist. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little bit different yeah. than the first. I think or the that last first one. one scared off a lot of teams because when the entry list came out, me and Hagen were first on the reserve list. Mm. And then I think people saw like Jake and Taylor Rosie mm. and Billy and Ryan, and then we ended up being like the nine seed or ten seed oh, nice. because so many people dropped out. Yeah, so like, <laughs> yeah, that perfect. was stacked. Yeah. I mean, it's fun though to be able to play those teams. Yeah, it's awesome, great opportunity. It's cool too to see, like, like you said, the second round of, of a Norseka qualifier was like AVP final caliber yeah. volleyball. It was seriously all people who are like finishing top three, like every tournament. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like, I mean. Almost any level that you're at, you should just sign up for those yeah. just to go yeah. practice. I, I mean, totally agree. Even if you lose your first one, you went and just scrimmaged against the mm-hmm. top team with the ref and some something on the line. Mm-hmm. If you win, then great. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, is there an entry fee? I forget. There 75. is an entry fee. 75. Eh. And it's, I mean, it's kind of expensive, but if you live here, it's in your backyard. Right. And like you it's said, the investment. there's something on the line, yeah. which is hard to replicate mm-hmm. in practice. So yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, we will put an asterisk around paid ref. For <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we had a rough one. Maybe. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was tough. Are you and Trevor playing on Wednesday? Uh, we are not, mostly because I just found out about it <laughs> a few minutes ago. <laughs> call um, USAP, see if they can sneak you no, in. No, we did the uh, qualifier for the championship, but there's a lot more points on the line for that one mm-hmm. i think the norsecas at this point i um any international event i play in i think is going to be replacing my old finishes mm-hmm. so i got to make sure that they're yeah kind okay. of higher quality events that makes sense i do miss norsecas though they're fun they're fun they're good events yeah From what i hear they're great yeah you got to get on there i do she's <laughs> still looking for that first passport stamp delaney <laughs> and i did a norseca in 2015 yeah that was my first norseca yeah and how'd you guys we did do? pretty well we got third it was really fun. I think That's we, awesome. yeah, we did the qualifier. I think we might have won one match, and then no one wanted to go to it, so it trickled down to us. <laughs> oh, nice! We were stoked. We were like in college. I want to say I was like a sophomore, junior. I got to like fly from Hawaii to Florida and play with Delaney. So it was really fun. But yeah. That was my first taste of North. That's Seca. awesome. So your first North yeah. Seca is with Delaney. Your first main draw was the year oh, before yeah. that. With Delaney 2 in Manhattan, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. We played Carrie and April first round, I think. Didn't get nice over 10. Nice welcome to the main Didn't draw. Get, <laughs> yeah. I did one uh, bump behind that went down. That was the highlight, but we didn't get over 10. So, yeah, it was fun. And, I mean, just like how much progress you've made, though. It, it's so visible from, I mean, it was, what, 2014 Manhattan that you made that first main draw, didn't mm-hmm. get over 10. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. you played April and Alex a few times and you gave them legitimate solid runs. Like how much progress have you seen in your game from that very first main draw to now? Yeah, it's it's weird to think about because I think as you're like playing, it's just you're always looking at like that day and forward. So I often forget about like where I came from and the level I started at. Um, And I think that's, for me, it's been a great mentality because I'm just never satisfied. But yeah, it has been great. I think I've learned a ton, especially in college. That was huge to be able to play beach in college for four years. And then just moving to Hermosa six months ago, it's been insane. Like just being able to train against all the best teams, train with different people. I just have found that that is huge in improving your game. So. 
and it saves you a little bit on gas money. Yes. <laughs> yes. Driving from Santa Barbara. I have a Prius, yeah. but still, <laughs> it's saving me. Yeah. And so much time, too. Yes. Because that's what, because I've been practicing with Hagen like four times a week up in Hermosa, mm-hmm. which coming from Costa Mesa, I mean, that's adding an extra like four hours of drive time yeah. a day. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm like, man, my day's flying by. Like, I don't know what I did today. It's because right. I lost four hours in the car. Totally. Well, at least we're helping all those people by creating a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys helped me along. You really did. <laughs> my nice. long drives. But yeah, the drive. And then it started just kind of breaking down my body too. Because I would get totally. in the car, drive down to Hermosa. I would leave Santa Barbara at 5 a.m. to miss traffic sleep an hour in the car before practice and then drive straight back. And it was just terrible on the body. Yeah. So it's brutal. Glad to not be commuting as much. Yeah. But I mean, Santa Barbara, you obviously grew up there, but that's, that would be like my ideal training spot in California. If I could, if if all the pros were up there, if Mm -hmm. we had enough pros up there, that's where I'd want to be training. Probably it's a really nice spot. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but you did grow up there. Did you always, uh, did you start playing volleyball on the beach or did you play indoor much? Or? Yeah. So my mom's whole side of the family played volleyball and beach volleyball. Your mom is sisters with Lisa yes. Strand. Is yeah. that, that's your mom's maiden name? Mm-hmm. So she's kind of a legend out in Hawaii. Yes. Yes. Married to Pono Ma'a. So mm-hmm. you're tied in with that whole family, which yes. I just found out this year. Yes. Yeah. So she's got a little... A little bit of Hawaii volleyball legend in her family mm-hmm. with the Ma'as. Who's yes. better, you or Micah? Oh, Micah. Thousand percent. <laughs> no, you're thousand percent. Well, Micah, Micah hasn't taken third on the AVP tour. Uh, I think he could if he wanted to. But yeah, I don't know. I, I hope he does beach, but he's pretty good at indoor. So we'll see when that happens. But yeah, I have a ton of cousins because Lisa's twin sister, Kelly, also played in college. And her daughters now play at Cal Poly, and Tori has been super successful on the beach as well. So really? our family reunions are just like volleyball nonstop. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But and so you got to spend a lot of time out in Hawaii growing up. Yeah, playing I on did. their private court they yep. have out out on the east side. Yep, yep. We were at Outrigger, got mm-hmm. a little baby court action, nice. but then also they had a court there. So we haven't had yeah. any guests besides the normal Hawaiian guys on the show that have been on the baby court. So you're our oh, first yeah. outside nice. of the people who grew we'll up there. take it. Yeah. You're an honorary <laughs> Hawaiian. Yes, yeah, you yes. are honorary. That's true. <laughs> and then you went on and played at UH. Mm-hmm. Was that a big part of the decision, like being that you grew up kind of going out there and you got family and yeah. cousins out there? That helped a lot. I was in the recruiting process. It was a very strange time because <laughs> when I was – my senior year, there was 14 schools that had beach volleyball. And so I was getting recruited to play indoor at like Ivy leagues and schools that I knew would never get beach. Right. So it came down to the decision where I had to kind of go with a school I didn't know much about, but Mm -hmm. had beach versus a school where I like knew what I wanted to do academically, knew the indoor program. Right. And so, yeah, Lisa really helped me make that jump. And she was like, I think you'll love it here. And I, I mean, I knew I wanted to just go all in on the beach. So right. it was an easy decision, but. I like it. Yeah. I'm jealous. I wish if I could have just played yeah. beach volleyball and yeah. for the UH, oh my God. I know. It's like, could you think of anything better? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty That's lucky. That's awesome. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so was indoor an option at all? Like when you were going over, did you talk to, I think. Wait, was Dave Shoji still the coach mm-hmm. there at University of Hawaii? Yeah, so I actually did both my first year. Oh, you did? Okay. okay. Um, I ended up redshirting. I broke my toe during double days, and I tried to play the next day, but the trainers sought me out for six weeks, so Oof. it was rough, um, but I did do both, and then I switched to Just Beach, Got which it. was a great decision. I loved the indoor program, but... When you were indoors, they kind of wanted you to be indoors and miss a lot of the beach. And I just right. wanted to go like all out beach. Yeah. So I'm it was sure a great Jeff Hall, the head coach, was happy about that. Yeah. Having a player that didn't want to put the time towards the indoor and just yeah. focus on his side of things. Yeah. 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 I've heard good things. And how is it playing in Hawaii? Just, you know, that they have a really great volleyball fan mm-hmm. base as a whole. And mm-hmm. I don't think many schools, I don't think many fans have really gravitated towards. It's not, 
easy for fans to watch uh, be- NCAA beach volleyball, I right, feel like, right? right. Now yeah. some teams are, um, or schools are building stadiums on campus mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. like for UH, you have to go down to the beach. Mm-hmm. They're not really able to put up bleachers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I know this because my dad uh, yeah. loves helping out, volunteering <laughs> with yeah, your, your guys' team. Yeah, your dad was down... <laughs> setting up our tournaments at 5 a.m. Yeah, he's crazy. And then he was the last one to leave. Yeah. And I kept asking people, I was like, who's that guy helping out? And no one on my team knew. And then I asked Danny Alvarez one day, and he's like, oh, that's Tri's dad. (laughs) And so I went up and talked to him, and he was like, oh, yeah, I just love helping. And he was just in the corner, like, doing all the work. And he's so awesome. So when I was growing up, he was putting on, like, triathlons every other weekend or, or racing in them. And he um, designs and coordinates the finish line for the Honolulu Marathon. Mm. So he just loves so that he's all stuff about and the just setup. loves athletics. Yeah. So he's nice. so stoked on the volleyball team. He's yeah. keeping me updated on you guys all the time. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, if they just had four Katie Spielers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it, awesome. it was pretty fun. It was funny, too, because the, the first time that I met your dad, after he gave me an hour-long tutorial of the Tour de France, which mm. was going on because I stayed here at Tries during Hermosa, which coincided with the Tour de France, and his dad loves cycling. Mm. But after, yeah. like, during a break in, in the cycling action, he said that we needed to have you on the podcast because oh, you're his yeah. favorite player. <laughs> yeah. So here's, here's a He's gift to try so his dad. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm that's sure he'll be so listening. Nice. That's so nice. Yeah, and we're actually going out there. Um, in, I'm going in a week to go help out with the Hawaii... What are they calling it? Invitational. Invitational, Invitational, yeah. That's going to be a pretty cool event. First professional beach volleyball event there. Oh, they had an exhibition a a few years back, but... I think they had Mm -hmm. a KOB there a while while ago, right? right? Since 2005, I think this is the first one. And and me, Trevor, Riley, Madison, we were all little kids back then. Mm. We were uh, 15 years old or something like that. Wait, yeah, something like that. So it, it's pretty cool. To like now, the next time that it's there, we're the we're the pros because we're That's looking so at Sean cool. Scott and and uh, yeah. Steinmetzger and yeah. Lambo and all those guys like looking up to them. And now it's now it's our turn. Yep. <laughs> That's so awesome. Now, have It'll you and fun. Carissa applied for wildcard for that one? Um, I was actually thinking about that. Yeah. I want to use this podcast use your as like a campaign yeah, for yeah. Katie and I don't Carissa. know if there's an application for the wild card, but yeah, I mean, we would love to. Back to what you were saying too about the um, kind of like audience for yeah. Hawaii Beach right. Volleyball. I think that there is like the biggest fan base I've seen for Collegiate Beach. Right. Because they do have like nighttime matches mm-hmm. and a stadium. And I think the community there would just fall in love with beach volleyball if they had that arena. So right. I think this is going to be huge. Yeah. And I think if it can, just everything can kind of work out the first go around that it could become like an annual event. But yeah, Chris and I would love to be there. You and guys need to be in the AVP's up. ear right now about yeah. that. Cause you playing beach there and like kind of leading their beach team. I mean, I think a lot of fans would come out to watch that. Plus mm-hmm. your family with, the Ma'as and Strands, so I think you could probably bring in like about 50 fans just for you alone. I'll create an alone. application yeah. for yeah. the wild no. Start making campaign email, signs. Just email AVP. Throw it out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll listen to this. Yeah. Did you, so you did your undergrad, did you do your grad school mm-hmm. in Hawaii too? You I did. you got a master's in accounting? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It was actually awesome because I came in with college credit from high school. So I was able to finish undergrad in three and then finish my master's in one. So oh, nice. I got like that out of state grad tuition kind of covered through my athletic scholarship. Oh, awesome. So it was sweet. I, I got a lot out of University so. of Hawaii. Yeah. And then did Carissa, she didn't do all four years at Hawaii, did she? Mm-mm. She did her fifth year. So okay. she was a setter at Stanford for okay. four years. Yeah. Gotcha. And did yeah. you did you guys play together at Hawaii, or was it just when you came out, you guys teamed up on the AVP? Yeah, so a lot of people are like, oh, well, you guys played together at Hawaii. We did not have one practice where they <laughs> paired us together. She was on the ones team with Brittany Teagues. I was on the two teams with Nikki Taylor, and we had a really strong one and two team that whole year. So they would just have us just battle it out in practice like every day. 
Um, and both teams were super solid. So it was never like a question of like, oh, should we switch things right. up? We would pretty much always win at the one and two that year. So it's pretty funny that we like never practiced together. I ended up calling her up out of the blue to play Chicago 2016, I think. I had been out of the country all summer and we had never practiced together. And we just had a great tournament and we're like, oh, let's keep it going. So. Yeah, and you guys, what, what were you doing out of the country all summer? It was very random. Yeah, I actually went and played on like the national tour in uh, Sweden nice. and Norway, but it was so random. Just <laughs> that's a awesome. kind of strange experience, kind of cool, but it was just post college. Eric Zahn is listening. He's so proud of you. Oh, for, <laughs> for going out I don't there. know. I think you got to do stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. especially like yeah. just getting used to being on a beach volleyball tour. I played mm-hmm. in uh, a few. Um, what was it like? I forget what it's called, but the the German tour. We oh, got some yeah. wild cards to that yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty car. big tour. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we went to New Zealand and played on their mm. tour for about a month. That sounds super it was pretty fun. Rad. I think that's a great idea. For yeah, straight out of college. Yeah, get used to traveling, but mm-hmm. I mean, you can't get into top events right away. So right, you might as well. Right. Get some yeah, experience it's a good and you get to travel. Yeah. Hopefully you come out even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all you're praying for on trips yeah. like that. Just yeah. Hopefully you come out even yeah. and too deep in the red. Good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You, uh, you cold call Carissa and y'all take mm-hmm. a seventh out of mm-hmm. the qualifier in Chicago, mm-hmm. yeah. which had been your best finish mm-hmm. um, until this year. And then right away you take a third mm-hmm. out of the gates. So what... What changed between your and Carissa's game that a seventh was, you know, at one point your best finish, and this Mm -hmm. year it was a pretty regular occurrence for you guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't think it was one certain thing, but she was coaching at Stanford. So even throughout, like, all of last year, we were never practicing together. Our practice was just playing in tournaments, and that continued throughout this season. But I think... For me in the off season, I just worked on myself a lot. Moving down here was huge and she just worked on herself. And then when we got together, we were just that much better, I think, because we had worked on what we both needed to. Um, and I think we got better as the year went on just because we were practicing more by playing more in tournaments. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's one certain thing. I just think we both have a growth mindset and we're trying to always figure out ways to get better individually. Yeah. And that, that first Sunday, was it any different? Like, how did you guys go about handling that? Or was it just another stadium court match, just a different day of the week? Yeah, it felt way different. The vibes on a Sunday are totally different from even like late on a Saturday. There's so much fewer teams there and there's a big crowd. And Austin, it was super interesting because there was a big rain delay. So we were actually in the car with Lauren Fendrick and Sarah Sponsel, who were supposed to be playing, but we didn't have any other refugees. So we were like in there just joking with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, we've learned a lot since then to be, just take it as like another match. But I think it was kind of like, oh my gosh, like we're in the semis and we may have tried to do things like a little too much, whereas just playing our game is mm-hmm. how you should approach every match so we learned a lot yeah yeah and you mentioned sponsor so it's it's been fun to see the emergence of this next generation of women's players mm-hmm. coming from the college games you mentioned there are what 14 schools to choose from yeah, for 14 beach, and now there's almost hitting triple digits wow for, yeah for the college game yeah wow. and i mean so i mean just in the semifinals in chicago alone you had sponsor and therese who still mm-hmm. have one more year each mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. right yeah. And then you had Sarah Hughes, who just came out of USC. Mm-hmm. Summer played for like 10 minutes at yeah. Pepperdine in Washington. She's, she's and been on she tour longer than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so all of these college players, and then you look at like the mid to back levels of the main draws, and the qualifiers are like full of the college mm-hmm. players. So how much of an impact have you seen it make? And I'm, like you obviously benefited from it at UH oh, yeah. too. Huge difference. I think if you look back at the qualifiers before the college game, it was like, you know, mid-age players who played occasionally and could just win two matches and get in the main draw. 
But now the qualifiers are just every team is super good. And that's because of the college game. Like the depth is there. And I think it's going to continue to produce not only our top teams, but just a huge depth of great teams. And that's going to only bump up the top level. So it's exciting. We're going to pause the show there to take a quick second to give a shout out and a massive thank you to all of our sponsors. We love you guys for sponsoring the show and for our listeners. Uh, it's kind of crazy that the AVP season is coming to an end, uh, sort of. And the fact that it's coming to an end means one thing that you probably need to re up on your volleyballs, because if you play as much as I do, or as much as a lot of these players do, your volleyballs are probably beat to hell. So go to Wilson volleyball and get 20% off of all of your purchases using our discount code Wilson sand. Again, that's 20% off using our discount code Wilson sand. This show is also brought to you, as always, by our guys at VolleyballMag.com. They are your daily digital news source for all things volleyball. They got indoor covered. They got beach covered, whether it's from Stad to Hermosa Beach. Ed Chan has the best pictures in the game. Lee Feinswag has the most insightful interviews. Every now and then, I contribute something that might be worthless, might be worthwhile reading. I'm not sure, but if you're looking for volleyball news, make sure to go to VolleyballMag.com, your daily digital news source for all things volleyball. We would also like to welcome Volley Camp Hermosa as a new sponsor of the show. If you're listening, you've probably heard of Volley Camp Hermosa. It is the place to go to get better at beach volleyball. Whether you are planning a trip to Hermosa Beach, California, the mecca of beach volleyball, or live locally, they have professional coaches to take your game to the next level. For those making the beach volleyball pilgrimage, they offer week-long adult training camps that are the complete beach volleyball experience. If you live locally or you can't join a camp, you can take their weekly classes and or private training. All levels are welcome, from A to AAA to open. Sign up online at www.volleycamphermosa.com. I'll say that one more time, www.volleycamphermosa.com. Or for more information, you can just give them a call. It is 234-PLAY-VCH. Or you can email them. Info at volleycamphermosa.com. We will see you guys on the sand. And, of course, we always love our sponsors at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com because if your financial plan goes beyond making it into the main draw of an AVP volleyball tournament, check out our online planning tool at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com. We all know that you beach volleyball players need to, to put that oodles of prize money somewhere. You might as well start it with Pacific Coast Wealth Management. So when you get to the site, click on their link, build your financial plan here, and work with a licensed fiduciary advisor who can discuss everything from 401ks, IRAs, life insurance, estate plans, tax strategy, social security, investments, or good old stock tips, also known as a lot of stuff that beach volleyball players genuinely don't know a whole lot about, which is why we need the help with our guys at Pacific Coast Wealth Management. Business owners who need to offer benefits, retirement, or pension plans for their, for their employees, partners or themselves you can give them a call too or 529 college savings or Roth IRA for your kids did you know that you can give 15,000 a year to your kid I know when I was a kid I wouldn't have minded that start with your favorite volleyball player by connecting with us at Pacific Coast Wealth Management on Instagram or www.pacificcoastwealthmanagement.com or you can give them a call 949-637-7052 again that is 949-637-7052 a lot of the listeners of the show are professional athletes, and as we all know, you cannot have enough recovery, which is why the show is also brought to you by our good friends at FireflyRecovery.com. So what Firefly Recovery is, it is a wearable device that simulates blood flow throughout the damaged or sore or afflicted area, say a knee. And what you do, you just strap it on, and it helps you recover much faster. So when you are on that 12-hour flight to Stad or a 36-hour trip to South Africa, you can put this on, and you're not going to get that super sore, kind of swollen feeling that you get after you fly on planes. Actually, you can make your plane, you can make your trip productive by putting on Firefly Recovery, helping heal up that area, getting off, and you're going to be playing the best volleyball of your life. So give them a visit at FireflyRecovery.com. Let us know what you think. And use the discount code SANDCAST in all caps for a 10% off. All right, that is SANDCAST, all caps, for 10% off at fireflyrecovery.com. And now, back to the show. Yeah, because I feel like there's really, 
not that you can ever really predict how an AVP will go, but it's becoming less and less predictable on the women's yeah. side because there's yeah. so much parity now. Mm-hmm. Like you have so Kim Smith and Corinne taking April and Alex to three mm-hmm. in their, like, I think April's second match of the day. And then mm-hmm. you had um, Jason Aurora yeah. push Sarah and Summer to three. Yeah. So it's becoming that, you know, I mean, the men's side is still pretty top heavy. There's less and less upsets when Phil and Nick, you well, know, are engaged yeah. <laughs> you know, like being there. I, yeah, even on the men's side, I feel like it's been pretty deep. Yeah. Like some of the yeah. mid-level teams are performing like higher-level teams now. You got like the Zons and, mm. uh, and Satterfield. Marciniak. He had a heck of a year. Satterfield, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, teams like that where they've kind of consistently been in, in the back half of the main draw, they're all creeping in, mm. you know, so now mm-hmm. it's just really saturated in the top. Yeah. Happen. There's a lot of upsets this week. Yeah. If you look at the final four teams that were remaining, besides Taylor and Jake, and they struggled to get to the finals. Actually. Yeah. They were definitely pushed. Case were pretty. Um, both sides. I feel like the tour is getting deeper and deeper on both mm-hmm. sides, and I think NCAA has a a big part in that for sure. Yeah. I feel like it's lifting like both sides just because totally. it's growing interest it's growing like oh my gosh this is such an amazing sport more athletes are committing to just play that so even though it's not quite there on the men's side I think it's just the idea of like oh committing to just be a beach volleyball athlete so I agree I think uh as as the women's side grows the men's side's gonna grow with it Mm -hmm. for sure it's it's definitely good for the men's side that there's NCAA beach women's yeah one of the most fascinating trends that I've noticed, and I have like no answer for it. I'm really curious your take on it. Is why are there always sometimes almost double the men's teams signed up than women's? I I like can't grasp my mind around why More men's teams like yeah. I guess players? maybe yeah. I I've heard you guys talk about this a little bit. And I think that's my best guess is like more of the guys maybe continue to do it longer, even if they are not qualifying because it's like this recreational thing. Maybe they have jobs that are flexible. I'm not quite sure, but maybe women, like if they're not qualifying for like a couple of years, maybe they're they're just like, I'm going (laughs) to save up the money. And yeah, so maybe that, but It's it is really strange how like the depth is there on both sides, but then the men's will be like twice the amount of teams. It's yeah. just I don't know. Because like in Chicago, it was they were capping yeah. both qualifiers at fifty, but because there were so few women's teams signed up and so many extra men's that I think the women's was like thirty seven teams and the guys mm-hmm. was sixty four. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, and I like have no answer for it. Jake Give had a had a funny theory. He was like, really? "I'm pretty sure that a lot of guys sign up just to tell girls at the bar that they played in a pro beach." Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> a, I would say that might be I, the I think smarter that's a pretty answer. accurate theory because um, yeah. the hashtag pro beach volleyball is pretty that's abundant. Really, yeah. <laughs> there Instagram. should be like a uh, yeah, that's you're right. amazing. There should be like, like a, a badge or something that you're given. Yeah, <laughs> to, to officially be a pro. That's hilarious. The main yeah. draw badge. Yeah. Yeah. But it uh that was it's just one thing that I keep noticing that I I just have like no answer for. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't I don't think there's any wrong theory. I think they probably all have some yeah. validity to it. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> but Jake's that's is my whole, favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. what is your like I know you mentioned that international travel, you want to kind of wait until it's a more responsible thing mm-hmm. to go after. Have you kind of outlined any long term goals or do you go just year by year? Yeah, I kind of just go year by year. Like, obviously, in my own mind, I have goals, but it's not like I need to reach this goal by this date. I don't think I've ever been like that. It's more of like, okay, put my head down, grind it out, do what I love. And then when I surface, it's like, oh, nice. If I like (laughs) did these things, great. Um, So that's kind of how I go about it just naturally. Um, but obviously my goal is to just keep playing at the highest level I can for as long as possible because I love playing. So it's easy to see that. when you and Chris are play that like both of you guys just very much enjoy playing volleyball. Like sometimes it's hard to notice like April and Alex, they don't crack a smile mm-hmm. for an entire weekend yeah. sometimes. And it's mm-hmm. like, 
You guys having fun? They're just <laughs> like they're just Terminators. I know. Yeah. And then it's which is so different from watching like YouTube play or like Delaney and Jess are just like smiling and laughing like yeah. the whole time. It, it makes it fun to watch. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah, we play because we love to. I mean, I'm also very competitive and intense, but Carissa has definitely helped me be a little bit more mellow and like just move on to the next point if we have a tough break. And that's been huge for me because I used to, when I was little, I would be like throwing (laughs) fits on the court (laughs) and just like a little bit too much. So it's been a growth process getting there. But yeah, Chris has helped me a lot. Chris's demeanor is is so funny on the court because like after like I watched her she missed she tried to do like a bump over on two or on one or something Mm -hmm. and it like went under the net Uh and she just looked over and she was like balls (laughs) (laughs) I started laughing so hard that's so Carissa (laughs) I know in every picture we have there's like only two but I'm like celebrating after she did like the most amazing thing and her look to me is just like a grimace, just like, what did I just do? But it's like the best thing ever. But yeah, she's pretty funny. Andrew Fuller had the best description of Chris's game is old fart volleyball. Yep. And yeah. And her game will age well. Totally. She'll be able to play her yeah. style of volleyball until she's 80 if yes. she wants. Yes. I know. She's insane. She is so athletic and she just makes it look super easy. And I love that she just keeps playing her style of volleyball because a lot of people just kind of take what coaches say and just do exactly that. But Carissa, I don't think will ever take away her uniqueness yeah. of the game, which I love. So. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I agree. It's part of what makes her so effective too, because I don't think Carissa knows what she's about to do either until yeah. she does it. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, man, that that uh, back jumbo looked really nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> on two. Yeah. I think her goal every game is like get as many jumbos. But other than that, she just goes for yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's funny to yeah. watch. I think when you when you're able to like kind of laugh at yourself, then yeah. you're more willing to take chances like that. And totally. I've noticed that with my own game. Like when yeah. I'm loose and kind of laughing and mm-hmm. I can do some some stuff where I'm like, oh wow, you know, surprise myself. Mm-hmm. But when I'm more stiff and like just yeah. trying to stay in the zone the whole time. I'm less willing to take chances, and then you don't mm-hmm. you don't end up making those more spectacular plays. Right. It looked like you were super loose with Trevor. I know we kind of mentioned it when you were when we podcasted with Jake, but now that you have two tournaments under your belt, yeah. Like, how was it round two? Yeah, it was good. I was trying to be a little more loose. I mean, there's six matches. I think I was a little different in each one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, actually, over the last few years, just watching old matches, I noticed that when I'm like laughing off errors or like laughing at like spectacular plays you made or stuff like Mm. that those are always my better matches Mm. so I tried to bring that into this weekend um but yeah there's always that competitive edge in all of us where Mm. we're just like no yeah better (laughs) yeah better yeah (laughs) and uh I mean it's good to let that kind of stuff out too I think I think it's important like to laugh to have fun if if something's you know you know funny then laugh at it you don't have to like make yourself serious but at the same time if you're angry and if you're you know you don't have to hold that in either because that takes a lot of energy to hold that in then you just let everything out just be real out there and uh that's usually how it brings out the best game yeah yeah I totally agree I actually had like one of I thought personally my worst games was our first match in Austin and I was super bummed because I just felt like mentally not on, yep. physically not on. And I never like call anyone during game days, but I just called my sister and I was like, oh, I like need your advice. And she just, her advice was like, just go out on the court and be you. Like yeah. you don't need to try to be super confident or try to be right. super aggressive. Just like literally be yourself on the court. And that's like when you're going to play your best. Yep. And that was like the best advice because I was like, oh gosh, I need to be like more like feisty and more confident. And then I was like, no, like I just need to be myself. It's almost like you're, you can go out there and just observe what comes out rather than try to like pre-plan it. Like I'm going to go and be this way on the court rather than like, huh, I wonder what version of Katie's going to come out today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then you can just sit back and like watch what happens play to play because you're not thinking about it anyway during plays. Yeah. So really, between plays, you can be like, whoa, that was yeah. cool. 
Yeah, not predetermining is huge. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It was funny watching Trevor, because I feel like Trevor somewhat dialed back the trash talk a little bit. And then it's in full force again. It comes out. It flows (laughs) flows out every once in a while. I I can't really tell how he's playing differently, like with me, maybe. I mean, I know playing with me versus Mayer, like, is very different in terms of personalities. Um, But yeah, like Trevor, every once in a while, it just flows out of him. He can't contain himself. And then his mom's standing there by the sideline, like, fully scolding him after, like, in front of everybody. It's pretty watching, hilarious. Oh my I was I was watching with Brannigan and Trevor's mom yeah. when you guys were playing Troy and Chase. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if anyone listening knows how that match ended, but at the freeze, oh, yeah. Trevor, one of you guys hit a serve that taped, mm-hmm. and as it was coming over, Troy kicked it. And I don't think he intentionally meant to like fully send this thing. No, he he was just kind of goofing around. Like it hit the tape, he knew the play was over. Technically, the ref hadn't blown the whistle yet, so he kind of just did like a half effort, like kick. I think he was trying to like do something cool with it, like yeah. make it spin back. But he shanked it, and it went outside of the court. He hit like and way Trevor better contact than he just thought. blew up on the spot. Red card! He just yelled <laughs> no. at the ref, ran to the ref. You have to give him a red card because they've been doing that all year. Yeah, they've yeah. Been, anyone that kicks it out of the oh out of the court gosh. gets a red card, and the refs like. Looking, and I'm looking at Troy and, and uh, Chase. I'm like, you might get red carded right now. <laughs> and oh Troy's just my. stunned, but Trevor puts so much pressure on the ref. Wow. He's just yelling at him right away. And so they red carded him, and then, uh, and then that was the match. And Trevor just looks across the net and flexes, and he goes, yes! <laughs> he goes, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. was laughing so hard. That Trevor's bomb like, had to be held back by Brannigan. Yeah. Oh. It wasn't like... <laughs> Yeah. What was the score? 15-12. Uh, in the third? Yeah, it was in the third set. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> it was great for me. I'm standing at the net like, all right, we got to like, this is, we yeah. got to fight off this yeah. freeze right here. Yeah. Yeah, because the like, freeze. And then Troy kicks it. And I, was, I wasn't going to complain. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's not yeah. how we want to end it. Yeah. And then Trevor just blows up. I'm like... Actually, Trevor's right. You should, you're supposed to red card him. All right, it's over. Wow. Yeah. I don't think the ref would have pulled out the red card if Trevor hadn't like really? screamed at him. Yeah. Wow. Because it's, it's a ref's discretion, right? Like if, mm. it's, if the ref's like, no, that was accidental, like he didn't oh, mean okay. to. I totally thought the ref could have said that Jeez. in that situation. I feel like intent should be a big part of whether you red card someone. Yeah. And, it, and like, there was no frustrated. malicious intent. Like, yeah. he was joking yeah, yeah, around. Yeah. And the like, play was over. He kicked it a little bit way further than he definitely intended. Yeah. Like, that yeah. ended up going, like, <laughs> if pretty He far, needs to work but... on his soccer still <laughs> yeah. and then he won't get red carded. <laughs> oh, my god. But it's not like he was pissed off that he got a yeah. free, like, it was a let serve. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like yeah. he was mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh that man. Funny. And there was some major comebacks in the freeze in Chicago. So, I mean. There were. What do you oh, think about the rule? I love the freeze. Yeah? Yeah, I love the freeze either way it goes. Because if I lose in the freeze, then that's on me. Like, I should have earned one. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm able to come back in the freeze, then that's great. Because we're just grinding it out. Um, we didn't do, like, a ton of matches this year dealing with the freeze. It was kind of like either we lost kind of closely right away or won right away. We did have one, like, major comeback to win a match that was, like, we are down 2016, about to lose in two, and then we came back, forced a third and one. Is that against so that was, Haley, Harward, yeah, and KP? Yeah, so that was a fun one. But, yeah, I just think it creates a lot more drama, and <laughs> it's way more fun to watch as a fan instead of just someone getting blown out and then right away it ends. Like, I saw, I think there was a two stadium court matches in Chicago on the woman's side, where it's 14-8, they came back. And then in, to get to the semis, 14-11 with a comeback. Well, so I know that yeah. uh, Sponsel and Therese had two freeze comebacks. Yeah, One over Emily and, uh, and Betsy. Yeah. And that was, I think that was just to get to, like, seventh. Yeah. It was, Chicago was wild. Chicago was wild, we, and then... We had a gnarly one. <laughs> we had, uh, we had, like, a few match points. Casey Your match and Stafford, with Casey and Stafford was They came nuts. back in the second and beat us 32 in our serves. freeze. Wow. Yeah, and then and then in the third set, 
we came, they were up like 14, 12, 14, 12. and we came back and beat them in the third. Wow. You had a total of 62 freeze serves. Yeah. It was really, really testing my cardio right off wow. the bat. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah. It was insane. Do you guys like the freeze? I, uh, not that, that time I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what side of it. I, I kind of like it. I don't know. It's either way. It, it yeah. really just doesn't matter because it can help you. Right. It's the same for everyone. Yeah. Um, I like it in the sense that I can really like dial in my defense and like, yeah. you know, if I work on that and, and right, right, right. you can finish matches mm-hmm. and you really use it to your, your advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but Trevor and I haven't really dialed our defense in quite yet. So <laughs> it hasn't been helping us mm-hmm. quite as much as I'd like. Hayden and I, we had, a, uh, we ran a lot of more, a lot more plays and, mm-hmm. and we're a lot more in sync on defense. So mm-hmm. you also had a defender on the team. Oh yeah. That, that too. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best of all time. Right. Yeah. So that was a little better for us then. Plus I was jump serving then. So yeah. Yeah. I like it. I've never benefited or lost. It's it's been like neither here nor really? there. It, it's really the only thing about the freeze is that sometimes it's just been really annoying. Right. In matches where you're up like twenty to twelve, yeah, and you have oh, to play yeah. just like points. Yeah, like, come on. I've had some of those. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah, just like where you're like just either. like well, no yeah. one's coming back here. So. And, right. and I mean, in some ways, it's like you earned the match to be over. Like I beat him twenty-one twelve. Yeah, like, like we're up mm-mm. eight. Like let me go rest mm-mm. and and let the other team go to three and like burn their legs out. Whoever mm-hmm. we're playing next, but I mean just end it then i guess right (laughs) i would say i do like though that there's like just a bit of added pressure like whether you get to the freeze first and are up by a lot or you're down it is like it's tangible like there's just a little bit more pressure yeah you're right so i think that's good to learn how to like have that extra pressure Mm -hmm. when you're already like under competition pressure totally um, but yeah, you just yeah. got to wrap your, it's just frustrating to wrap your brain around it when you're yeah. so used to the other yeah, way. Yeah. I remember the first tournament we played, I mean, I've, I've only played three tournaments with the freeze now, Wow. but the first one was like, I just won this match four times. Like you're going to make <laughs> me tr- win it again. When, it, when we had, out. when we had Melissa and Sarah Pavin on mm. their first time ever using the freeze was in New York and Melissa had forgotten about it. Oh. And cause they were up 20 to 18 on Jess and Delaney, and I don't think that they actually were affected by it, because mm-hmm. I think that they just earned it right away, but Melissa was like, wait, 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 what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you mean we don't mm. score points? <laughs> wow. And then the let serve, like, there's a lot yeah. of let serves. There's yeah. a lot of let serves. Yeah. I like that, I mean, when the rule was unveiled, it was done with the intent of making it more entertaining for the fans, right. and I think that that has passed with flying colors, mm-hmm. like, yeah, for sure. Um, but I just hate the concept of changing the rules. You play for 59 minutes and now at the hour mark, the rules are completely changed. Mm, so I, that's yeah. the only part that I don't like is that now we're playing a completely different game. Right. That it's yeah. not consistent. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. cool if, I mean, strategically, like if you it can really you wrap your brain around it and your team is kind of prepared for it and trained for it. I don't really know how to train for it. I guess you just do the freeze when you're in practice, but mm. I'm trying to figure out, like, how do I want to mentally approach the freeze? You mm-hmm. know, do I want to, like, mm-hmm. flip a switch and, like, mm-hmm. think of it differently? Or do I want to just keep doing the same thing? Because you're always trying to score yeah. real points anyway. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's something else. It makes it more interesting. Yeah, I think that the when I most feel the freeze pressure is, like, 13-11 in the third, mm, that yeah. makes that point way bigger. Yeah, that's true. Because being up three with the freeze is so much more comfortable than mm-hmm. just one or two. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That gives you like a cushion. Oh, totally. Yeah. I agree. I think it's the few points leading yeah. up to the freeze and like how it freezes spacing-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you like... Having a team tied up at the freeze is just the worst. Oh my! <laughs> like, oh yeah, <laughs> you're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, we're gonna go an extra probably 15 points here. Yeah, at mm. least because like when you guys were playing Casey and Stafford, you froze it at 2019. Mm-hmm. They tied it at 2020. You went up 2120. They tied it again at 2121, and it was just like this could be like I had to pee for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. that hour 34 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, yeah. hour thirty. But it it does make it really entertaining because like you guys would have taken care of it in two sets, right? 
And but now we had an extra set. We had a thrilling comeback in the third. So mm. I mean the the whole intent was to make it more entertaining, and that mm. I think by far accomplished. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I think it's pretty amazing too. Like I caught the end of Sunday yesterday in Chicago, and just the amount of fans that are in Chicago watching it's and like the energy it's pretty amazing like how fun the avp has made it yeah so props to them i was impressed with the fans in chicago yeah they're good fans. not only do they come out in like full force but like they were involved and Mm -hmm. active fans like even friday was mobbed yeah Yeah. and saturday too and it it helped that we had like perfect weather aside from like a thunderstorm saturday morning which i was stoked about the thunderstorm. I haven't seen a thunderstorm in like I know. We don't get months. like any weather. Saturday so evening I'm was, was like a, a cool... It was, it was warm rain, so I liked it. It's yeah. actually kind yeah. of like a Hawaiian rain. Yeah, yeah, But it was during the evening yeah. or afternoon. It was like, what, 4 o'clock or something? Yeah, yeah. 4 or 5? It started it raining like during the match. It was like sunny out, right? Kinda? It was sunny, but the sun was coming through hotels mm. or buildings. So it was like really weird because like there was a strip of sun like on the service line. Wow. And you could see the huge raindrops coming down only there. Yeah. Because they were all lit up. It was really like a weird look. And then there was a That's rainbow so on the cool. lake. Wow. It's pretty cool. You brought the Hawaiian rainstorm <laughs> someone, someone in the stands said yeah. that, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I like, the, I like those afternoon rain matches. But when it's yeah. warm, not like freezing in like Norway and it's raining. <laughs> and it's yeah. Just, like, can't feel your hands. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it was... Did you play in... I think it was Moscow... A couple years and ago, it was, they, it was like snowing and sleeting, Jeez. and they had to play through it. No, that the, was last year. And on the FIVB, like if if your long sleeves like aren't form fitting, you right. can't wear them. So yeah. I think I think Billy and Ryan might have played, or somebody had to play. Yeah. And, and like they were in tank tops. No, me and Hayden wow. did that. It wasn't Moscow when it was snowing, but it was freezing one morning in Norway, and we didn't have matching undershirts or anything. So we're out there in tank tops, like. Early morning is, is no, not good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I think we lost that match. <laughs> <laughs> but now that the, the regular season is over, we're making a push for you to get into Hawaii. Yes. But what are the <laughs> next couple it. months going to look like for you? Um, yeah, they're kind of up in the air. Not quite sure, but we do have that North Seika qualifier on Wednesday. And that qualifies you for three tournaments so I think I think the first one's like end of September and then end of October maybe early November so that would keep us busy if we did qualify Um, and then I also um, am the co-founder of a beach volleyball club in Santa Barbara and I stay involved there so we are starting practices this Thursday so I now start my commute back to Santa Barbara and coach the young ones. Who did you start the clinic or um, the camp with? Um, a girl named Dana Kabashima. She played indoors at Villanova and then played on the tour a little bit um, and lives there Sweet. now. So just a good friend of mine. That's awesome. What's the yeah. club called? It's East Beach Volleyball Academy. Nice. The famous East, East Beach, Santa yeah. Barbara. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Very so cool. excited to start coaching again. It was nice to have the summer off we just did like four camps and we had Casey Patterson Carissa Cook Danny Alvarez and who was our fourth coach that came oh we had uh, Kelly Reeves and Brittany Howard come nice Nice. so yeah I just got some guest coaches to come and then I kind of just tell the kids go play as many tournaments as possible in the summer I'm doing the same thing (laughs) and then we'll regroup in the fall nice yeah and if, if any of our listeners have any youngins that they would want to sign up, how could they get in contact with you? Um, they can email us. It's eastbeachvolleyballacademy at gmail.com or go on our website, which is just www.eastbeachvolleyballacademy.com. All right. And now yeah. if our listeners want to follow along the Katie Spieler journey, mm. how can they find you and get in touch with you? Um, Facebook is just my name, Katie Spieler, and then at Katie Spieler for Instagram. All right. Yeah. Because we want to let you enjoy the rest of your fine Labor Day, which thank mm-hmm. you for coming in. Yeah, thanks and, so uh, much. And hanging for out with us me. on the holiday. Um, our last question to all of our guests is always if you had to give one piece of advice to any up and coming beach volleyball player or just volleyball player in general, mm-hmm. what would that piece of advice be? 
I think it would be to just get out there and play as much as possible. I know growing up at East Beach, I would just go down and play with older guys or pick up games all day on the weekends. And I think that's when I really learned that I, A, loved the sport and B, just a lot of different ways to score. So I don't think you necessarily need to play for like a club, even though that's great if you have the resources to do so. But just that we are able to go down to the beach, grab a ball and maybe like pick up a player and just get better is great. So just get out there. I think that's similar advice that Taylor Crabb and Rafu have both given this year too. So I'm sensing a yeah. theme here. Mm. Nice. <laughs> All the very like skilled uh, ball control players. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I do want to, before we let you go, acknowledge you for a minute in that I've literally never heard you complain about a single thing. <laughs> like almost every shorter player in a sport where being tall is an advantage will always mention something where like, oh, it'd be nice if I could like borrow a few inches. Literally never heard you complain <laughs> about height or anything. And Even like, I do that at 6'5". <laughs> <five. laughs> I do it all the time, actually. Yeah. So... You're awesome in that oh, sense. thank you. And That's it's fun really to watch nice. you guys play. And uh, appreciate you coming on Sandcast. Yeah, I'm a big fan, so thanks for having <laughs> me. Appreciate for listening. Yeah. Thank All you. Right. Have a good rest of the day. Shoots. Shoots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>